0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the Being Husband Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you guys another episode here, telling you guys like I always do, thank you for being a part of the work that we're doing here. Gentlemen, if you've been with us for any length of time, then you know what I always say, it is a tall order, mighty tall order to be a man of one's household, but if there was ever a time that we needed strong leaders in our communities, present fathers to our children and loving husbands to our wives it's today wouldn't you guys agree with that being said gentlemen i want to say to you i'm so glad to be back i've had a lot of things going on a lot of interesting stuff that's happened to me in the past couple of days um, so i'm glad to be back on this monday and go ahead and get this episode started but before i do that i do want to tell you guys a little bit about what's been going on with me so i just got back off a hunting trip uh, down in starkville mississippi the Middle of nowhere, and I loved it. It was it was fantastic. Um, but the guy I had on a guy a couple episodes episodes back, uh, Robbie Kroger from Blood Origins Project. So he had me out there in Starkville, Mississippi, for my first hunt. And guys, I got a deer. I got me one, and uh, and and brought it back home. And so we're we're excited about that. That was the coolest thing. Uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna make a post about it at some point, but. Uh, it was amazing to be able to do that. And, I mean, I'm not saying that because uh, it's the the thing to say after your first hunt. I really mean, like, I felt like I was meant to do that. Like, that was – it was amazing. So, had a good time with that. Very thankful to the Blood Origins Project for being able uh, to allow me to be uh, – on that journey with them, and we actually documented the whole thing. Uh, So I think that's going to be a video at some point. I'm not sure when that's going to go up, but uh, definitely looking forward uh, to that uh, when it does come. Uh, So that's that. Uh, But so anyway, let's go ahead and get into the topic of discussion today, all right? Masculinity is not the problem. You guys are probably wondering where I came up with that title Again, why is Jonathan so dramatic? Why does he always have to make something sound so intense? And I'm and, and, and I don't mean to sound that way, but they just keep coming at us, man. They keep coming at us, they keep coming at Uh, men in general, and and, and I'm no victim, so don't hear me say that, but I just, I found it interesting. And this is an article that came out January 2019, around the same time that they had the Gillette commercial or whatever, but it's an article that the American Psychological Association put out, and I haven't talked about it on the show before, but I stumbled across reading it again, and I was just like, man, this was so weird. I need to to look into this further and then uh, look at scripture uh, in light of it. And it's it's interesting. So the APA came out with this article uh, and it was talking about traditional masculinity being harmful. So I got to thinking about that and I was like, okay, I don't really like where this is going, but let's go ahead and read it just for fun to kind of figure out what it is that they're talking about. And so and I won't read the whole thing to you. I'll leave the link for you guys to look at. If you haven't already looked at it, I'm, I'm sure you all have, or at least have heard of it. Maybe you haven't. Uh, but basically, they cite that the ideas of competitiveness, stoicism, dominance, and aggression are, on the whole, harmful for men. And let me define those terms. So, competitiveness, the way that they are talking about it, is the desire to win. And then stoicism, as they defined it, is suppressing emotion. Okay, dominance, as they defined it, is the the need to be top dog. Same thing, kind of with competitiveness, and then aggression is the use of force or violence, as they would say, in order to pretty much make what happen, make you the winner of the situation. So again, those all play into each other, but they're saying that those ideas and those uh, values are completely harmful for men on the whole in any given situation. Now. You guys are probably thinking, I'm just going to lambast the APA and all that. APA sucks. Duh, duh, duh. No, I'm not going to do that because I want to give them a fair shake. I, I I think that, first of all, let me say this. People that take time to research human beings for the sake of understanding them and then to be able to help them. I give respect to those people, regardless as to their worldview, they're they're taking the time, I think. I think they're trying to figure this thing out to the best of their ability uh i'm just not sure if i agree with everything that they're that they're doing but i just want to say that all that being said everything that they're talking about they're right on the money when it comes to men's need for companionship And a man's need for fathering. I mean, they cite this in several places on here, but the general gist of what they're getting at is that men need the ability to express how they feel. In a in an environment that is uh, in an environment that's safe, in an environment that uh, the he, the man can trust the people that he's sharing this information with and that he's being vulnerable to, and I think that they get that part right. But where I think that they've missed the mark is they focused too much on trying to conflate manhood with stoicism as though they're like the same thing traditional masculinity and and stoicism they try to conflate those two as though those are the same thing Um, and specifically they try to say that stoicism is the suppression of emotion and you know from all the reading that I've read that's not necessarily the case but that's another argument in general but their basic point is that men are suppressing their emotion now I have I have a problem with this. I have two problems with this. The first problem is for years, I feel like for years, I feel like as long as I've been growing up, the whole conversation has been uh, man needs to get in touch with his feminine side. Man needs to quit being so masculine and needs to adopt some more feminine characteristics, need to talk more about his feelings and all that. So I, this whole idea that men in our generation specifically are, are suppressing their emotions, I don't think holds water. Because, again, you also have the common notion, and we've talked about this before, this uh, follow your heart kind of thinking. So it's like, how is it that you guys are coming to the conclusion that men are suppressing their emotion when the holy grails of our day are follow your heart and get in touch with your feelings? I mean, how many times have you been in a conversation with somebody and they're like, I feel like this? Like, I feel like that's the right thing to do. I feel like, that, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But the, the other piece that I think is a little weird about their thing with stoicism is that everything that I've read about stoicism is more along the lines of using emotions uh, to help objectively understand, like, where you're at mentally. So, like, um, emotions. Emotions. I touch my hand on a stove and I get burned and I have a feeling of pain. I feel pain. It's not suppressing that and being like, "Yo, I'm tough, I'm stoic, burn my hand, not feeling it whatever." It's not so much that as it is about using that object lesson. It's like, "Okay, I got burned. Therefore, I don't need to touch that anymore." It is 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 how I've understood stoicism. Now, Maybe maybe I'm confused, but um, that's just not how I've understood it. All that said. All has been said. Jonathan has rambled. It's enough of me talking. Let's get into the word of God. Okay, so here we go. First Corinthians. 16, 13 through 15. Okay, and this is Paul writing to the Corinthian church, the church in Corinth. Okay, which is a, a little town outside of rome uh it's a it's it's in europe you understand here goes first corinthians 16 13 through 15 paul says be watchful stand firm in the faith act like men be strong let all that you do be done in love i'm gonna read that one more time be watchful stand firm in the faith act like men be strong let all that you do be done in love so here we have it paul is not using gender inclusive language here (laughs) paul is talking to uh the church in corinth and is telling them to act like men and he's talking to everybody. There's, there's indicators that he's talking to the whole Corinthian church, which would have been men and women there. But what he's getting at is a word that's uh, pronounced andrizome. Andrizome. That is a Hebrew word, and it was translated later on into Greek, because as we know, originally it was written in Greek, originally it was written in Hebrew, and then we translated it to Greek. You understand. Andrizome is the word. That Paul is using when he says act like men. And drosome quite literally means be courageous or be men. So in that time period, in that language, both Greek and Hebrew, I'm sorry for knocking that mic, both Greek and Hebrew used manhood or acting like a man synonymously with acting courageous and bold. And so you could read that and you could be like, man, that's really disrespectful that he would say that to those people in that given time. That's not the point. The point is not disrespect or gender inclusivity or whatever the case is. The point is, is that he's telling this persecuted church that as you're being persecuted, as you're going through trials, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, Let all that you do be done in love. Okay? What I want to try to paint the picture for you guys really quick is that biblical masculinity, and that's the man, and when I say biblical masculinity, I'm not necessarily talking about the traditional masculinity that the APA is talking about or or uh, toxic masculinity or whatever euphemism it is that we want to use, whatever buzzword we want to use today. What I want to say is that God has a specific design for man. Biblical masculinity historically and by God's design is synonymous with courage and maturity. And you say, Jonathan, where's the maturity come from? So you'll remember Paul also wrote, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, when I became a man, I put away childish things. When I came to fruition, when I came to a level of maturity, not perfection, when I came to a level of understanding the reality of things, I put the childish thoughts and ideas and words behind me. So biblical masculinity is synonymous with courage and maturity, and it's not absent of emotion. Specifically, it's not absent of love. So the idea that the APA is putting out that acting like a man, and again, they say, you know, buzzword, traditional masculinity or buzzword, toxic masculinity, The biblical definition of manhood is not absent of love. It's not the suppression of love. It's like we fight a war against sin and Satan and his whole army. We fight that war. Yes. But we fight it so that you and me and our families can rest in God and. So that God can be made glorious so that he can look as appealing as Disney Plus so that he can look as appealing as the SEC football game last weekend because our aim I should say our mission is to have people understand the importance and the severity of knowing God because we understand the importance and severity of knowing God. Okay. I want to say this really quick. Because it's frustrating to me. Because I'm always around. I work on a college campus. And so I'm always around different ideas. I'm always around people bouncing new information my way. And I just got to say this. The world's definition of Every word, but specifically the world's definition on masculinity and manhood and brotherhood and the whole spectrum of what men go through on a day-to-day basis. It's changing every day. Think about it. Like years ago, the founding fathers wore wigs and white makeup to really important meetings, like to sign the Declaration of Independence. There were wigs worn. Right. Men that had hair, but that wanted to wear white wigs to look more important or, or have have more of an appeal, I guess. I don't know. Um, the Romans, the, the, the most the, one of the strongest armies this world has ever known, dabbled in pedophilia and homosexual orgies. And that's the thing, guys. Our world throughout all of human history has never been at home. The men of our world have never been at home with our God given design as men, not completely, not fully, because there's there's sin involved. And that's the thing where APA is missing. And again, you know, it's a it's a secular. uh, Publication. They don't have the vocabulary or the understanding that. What they're really trying to express is men that are sinners, (laughs) men that don't have the bandwidth or capacity to love their wives as Christ loved the church. Because a man can't a man, a sinful man can't do that. You know what I'm saying? A, A man that is full of himself. Cannot possibly be full of love. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what the APA is trying to express is they're trying to get you to understand that there's something wrong with men and they're right. There is something wrong with men, but it's not that they haven't seen the right clinician. It's not that they haven't taken the right drugs. It's not just that they haven't been raised in a certain way. It's not just that they haven't expressed their emotions. It's that they are deeply, deeply broken, And the only person that can repair what has been broken inside them is Christ. That's the only person that's going to renew them to their high call design as a man. You know, it. If you're waiting on the world's definition for manhood to line up with the Bible, you're going to be waiting a long time. I mean, one day it's real men cry. The next minute it's real men don't cry. Then it's real men shave with Gillette. And next it's real men don't shave at all. It just it never it never ends. It never ends. But I love that God has made it so easy and so straightforward for, for both of us. He's He's made it simple. He just says. Be watchful, stand firm, do everything with love, be a man. Simple stuff. I mean, we could really just call it a day. If we want to understand what it is to be a man, you don't even have to listen to this podcast. Read that passage right there, and you never have to listen to me again. Literally, be watchful, stand firm, do everything with love, be a man. And So what I want to do here, really quick, is I want to tell you in those four categories that I just mentioned, the be watchful, uh, stand firm, do everything with love, be a man, I want to take time and tell you guys how it is that I'm going to be implementing this type of framework into my day-to-day life, okay, and I hope that you guys will do the same, so the first thing, being watchful, okay, guys, we're called to be watchmen, okay, we're not called to have our hands in our pockets and be looking around and kind of diddy bopping right and and this is coming from a diddy bopping dude i mean i i basically walk around looking at the stars i mean all day long i'm just constantly like wow wow this is so cool this is amazing that's that's who i am as a person i'm just i'm so chill i'm so lackadaisical and like if i don't take the time to take a step back and be like yo dude you got your wife with you, man. Look around, bro. <laughs> if I don't take time to do that, I'll forget where I am. I forget that I have someone that I call, and I call, we and her have a joke together. I call her Precious Cargo when I have her in the car. You know, that's Precious Cargo. I, I'll forget that I have Precious Cargo with me. And so one of the things that I've been doing, and and this is a guy that I found. His name's Pat McNamara. He's like a, He's like a tactical uh, guru. I mean, the guy's incredible. I follow his Instagram. He's not a Christian. So, you know, if if that offends you that I listen to him, I I apologize. I just listen to him for specific tactical stuff because I find it interesting and necessary as a man that's trying to watch out for my family. So take that as you will. But I find his stuff valuable. And one of the things that I found most valuable was that his tip for being watchful, being a a sentinel for your family, being a watchman for your family was to always be looking in every direction, five yards and 25 yards away. So in every direction and not always, but like in every direction, when you get onto a scene, check five and 25 yards away at every distance. And you say, why five and 25? He says five and 25 because five yards is what's on you. Like that's whatever threat is five yards away is right in front of you. And the threat that could be t- potentially 25 yards away is one that could come. So you want to be aware of the threat that's on you and the threat that could come. And you can translate that not just to the physical when you're out with your your wife at the movies or you're at the mall or whatever. But you can translate that as well to the spiritual. Right. What sin And what attack of the enemy is right in front of me right now that I don't that I'm not paying attention to. Right. So what's right in front of me? Cell phone. We talk about this all the time. Is this I.G. I'm looking at right now? Is this going to lead me down the wrong path? Is this girl's account going to lead me down the wrong path? Is it is is the girl's account that I'm looking at my wife's account or somebody else's wife's account? (laughs) Right. That's the five yard. Then the twenty five yard is this lingering relationship that uh that, that I have with my coworker, right? This conversation that's yes, eh, it's, it's it's nothing, it's not really that big of a deal, but it's a it's a it's kinda of floating over here. Just kinda of off there in the distance. Like it could be something, it could not, whatever the deal is. Or maybe for you it's not lust. Maybe for you is it's greed, you know? So you the five yard thing, the thing that's closest to you. You know, you're looking at um kind of your spending habits okay and you start to kind of hoard a little bit more of that money you're not really doing the dates as much not really doing the flowers as much or whatever you just kind of holding on to that money a little bit and then the 25 yard thing away is you constantly man i gotta hustle man i gotta hustle i gotta hustle and don't get me wrong the hustle's a good thing but you gotta watch that that's a 25 yarder because that hustle and that grind if not, if not done in love and based in God's design for you to work, it's going to become an idol real quick. And I've been there. I, I, I'm, and, I, and Lord, protect me because I might get there again. Okay? So always be aware of the five and the 25. Whatever that looks like in your life, be aware of it spiritually. And when you go out with your wife, me and you, let's be aware of it physically. Let's not keep our hands in our pockets and be looking around and, or on our phones the whole time. Let's be focused. Let's be aware of what's going on. Second thing, stand firm, standing firm, okay? So I can't tell you guys how many times life hits the fan <laughs> and I either need to give a word to my wife Or I either need to give a word to a friend and I don't have anything to say. Anything that is biblical is just more like thoughts and prayers. Like, I'm sorry, about. I I don't have anything to give them hope. You know what I'm saying? And that's because I haven't taken the time to stand on God's word. I haven't taken the time to memorize scripture. And, And you guys may think that that's silly, but the thing is, when the attack of the enemy is on you, when the attack of the enemy is on your brother, when the attack of the enemy is on your wife, she needs to hear something more than, dang, bae, I'm sorry. Sometimes it needs to be something else. Now, now don't hear me say this. She don't want you preaching at her. And it may not be the thing to do. Preaching at her might not be the right thing to do, but you need to be wise enough And have a close enough relationship with God that you can recall something that's important to say, if not directly, indirectly, when you pray to God, because that's what you're called to do, man, you and me. We've got to take time to memorize these verses. So one of the things that I just downloaded again, uh, it's called Fighter Verses. I downloaded it some years ago. Uh, it's an app that basically it takes a verse of the week, I think. Yeah, I think verse of the week. And you just play, you you memorize the verse throughout the whole week. So it's it's got different kinds of games and scenarios you can get into that will help you memorize it. Uh Really, really great thing. I memorized a lot of verses that way. And I'm I'm going to get back into it now because I just it seems overwhelmingly important <laughs> that I do that because life is life is happening around me with uh, several friends and and even, you know, for myself. And so I just I need that when I'm being attacked and when, when my friends are being attacked. Uh, so uh, that's three ninety nine up front. And you're probably like, man, yeah, wish it was free. I feel you. I hear what you're saying, but I gotta tell you, it's just money. It's four bucks, bro. I know you have it. Like I can't. Like I. I wish I could give you the benefit of the doubt and be like, oh man, I know times are hard. Like four bucks. Ah, uh, you know, like I get it, but I don't get it. You have four dollars. You have four dollars. Take it out of your wallet. Take it out of the account. Get it out the Venmo, and buy the app. Buy the app. They don't even sponsor the show. I just really believe that you and me need to know this book that we base our whole life around. We just need to know it and we need to know it in our hearts and in our minds so that we can recall. So I'm just going to tell you, man, you've got four dollars. Just go buy it. It's kind of sad if you don't buy it, but you need to just do that. Need to get that taken care of. okay? because. You're required to lead your wife spiritually and you can't lead her spiritually without being an example of that. So if she doesn't see you in the word, the likelihood of her getting into the word is kind of slim. Maybe it's high. Maybe she's one of those that don't really need much motivation. But the reality is, regardless as to how she moves or whatever she does, you're required as the watchman of your household to do those things. You got to do them. it's good for you to do them. Okay, so just, just trust me, man. Get that four dollars out. You won't be mad. Just do it. Third thing. Be a man. Be a man. Sounds cliche. Sounds like it's politically incorrect. I didn't write the mail. I'm just <laughs> just delivering it. Okay. This is synonymous with being courageous. I say again. Okay. You can only gain courage by adding some level of risk to your life. Now, caveat here, quick caveat, quick disclaimer. All of these things that I'm about to suggest are physical ways that you can gain courage. Okay? I'm not saying you need to, and I'm going to give some examples. I'm not saying you need to do these things to be a man. I'm saying that these physical things that you do will cause courage to begin to happen in your heart and in your mind and in your behavior, okay? So, here we go. When I say do things that are going to add risk to your life, don't be silly (laughs) when I say that. Don't be stupid. When I say that, I'm not saying... Walk into the middle of an interstate with oncoming traffic and be like, Jonathan told me to add risk to my life. No, I just just no. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm saying. Add an activity into your life that could cause harm to you, right? Maybe that's CrossFit. Maybe that's strong lifts five by five. Maybe that's Brazilian jiu jitsu. Maybe that's Krav Maga. Maybe that's going to the gun range with your buddy and learning how to shoot or ta- taking a tactical um, training class. Whatever that thing is, adding that risk to your life and then being able to master the things within that risk is going to inevitably make you more courageous in life. Okay? Whatever that thing is, whatever that risky thing is hockey, football, whatever it is, whatever the thing is, you you figure it out. But the thing that adds risk to your life will inevitably make you more courageous as you get better at that thing. Now, again, I'm not saying those things make you a man. I'm saying that a man and manhood is synonymous with acting courageously. Therefore, a male must have courage to be considered a man, okay? Now, obviously, we're not going to leave that just in the physical, right? We have to have spiritual courage. We have to be able to stand in the face of someone that doesn't believe in God and doesn't believe in Christ and that denies Jesus. And we have to boldly stand in their face. Should they come our way or should they be involved in, uh, our circle of, of people that we're caring for and we have to cast down those ideas and say no you're not gonna act like the idea that you just espoused is true and you have to be ready willing and able to do that and that does take spiritual courage now I I personally believe, that a lot of what's done in the physical plays a factor in the spiritual. Now, I'm not saying that (laughs) because you do CrossFit, you're just going to be more spiritually courageous. (laughs) That's obviously not my point. And I'm, I'm sorry to keep giving you caveats. I just want you guys to try to understand to hold both of those things in tension, right? Like there's a lot of guys that Assume that just going to church and listening to a pastor preach is going to make them spiritually courageous. You've got to know the word yourself and you've got to put yourself in situations where you have to exercise courage, is my main point. So maybe for you, from a spiritual standpoint, that's you going to a non believer and you explaining the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ to him. Maybe that's you going into a part of town that's a little sketchy that you're afraid of and going and witnessing to people. Spiritually courageous. But when I talk about the physical, I only mean that to be object lessons for spiritual courage, okay? Use that, what you learn in the physical for the spiritual, the resistance piece anyway, okay? Then the fourth thing that I'm gonna be working on It's doing all these things in love. That's the reason we're watchful. That's the reason that we stand firm on God's word. That's the reason that we act like men and show ourselves courageous. Because we love those folks that are behind us. We love our wives. We love kids if we got them. We love our cousins, we love everybody that's in our circle of influence, our friends, brother that's going through a hard time. We love those guys. And so what we have to understand is that we don't do these things so that we can beat our chest and be proud and be arrogant. We do these things because we love those people that are in our care and we want to see them rest and know and love God Just like we rest and know and love God. We go forward. And we lead them courageously standing firm. Against the adversary and against any force that comes against them. And with that, guys. I'm going to go ahead and end today's episode. If you liked today's episode, found it valuable, found it informative, found it necessary uh, for your daily uh, walk, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we, we like reviews. We like ratings as well. And so if, if, if you can do that, please take care of that. If you can't do that, then at least share this with a friend. At least let other people know that uh, this podcast is going on and that it's something that could be valuable to any young man that's getting into a relationship, a marriage relationship with a young lady. And it's with that, gentlemen, I say take care and build on.